Hello, welcome to our podcast. Today we are going to talk about uh, quality and standards in youth work. And we have invited Jonas Aktor from Sweden and also Sabine Klocker from Austria. Jonas and Sabine, can you say a few words about you? Okay, yeah, you mentioned my name first, so I suppose I will start. Uh, I My youth worker experience is that I started as a municipal youth worker in suburban Stockholm in 1980. And there I stayed for 18 years, working as a street worker, youth worker, head of youth center, project leader, etc., Uh, I then moved down to the Gothenburg region and became head of a local department for youth work uh, between 1998 and 2007. Uh, after some years, I founded a network called KEX, uh, which I'm still working for today. Uh, we have uh, 70 local departments for youth work as members, most in Sweden, but also some members in Slovenia and Finland. Uh, I've been also quite active on the European scene. I'm chair of Intercity Youth, that is a net European network of local municipalities. Uh, for two years, I was chairing the EU expert group on youth work quality systems. That's between 2013 and 2015. I've been a member of the Council of Europe high-level task force on youth work. Uh, I'm currently a member of the Europe Goes Local steering group and doing some work also for Go Europe Goes Local. And I'm part of the third Youth Work Convention steering group since it started planning this big event in December. Okay. That's a short intro. Thank you, Jonas. That's quite a, quite a lot. Sabine, can you say a few words about you? Uh, yes, indeed. Hello, everyone. Well, I started youth work in a tiny little village in the south of Austria, um, somewhat up in the mountains, so to say. So I started with rural youth work, first on a local level, then on national level. I founded an international committee and then did loads of European youth work from there on. I've also been Secretary General of uh, Rural Youth uh, Europe, which is uh, the umbrella organization of rural youth organizations in Europe, um, I've also worked for many different organizations as, as a trainer within the network of the Council of Europe Youth Department, where I've been a member of the trainers pool since 2005. I also worked at one of the European youth centers as temporary educational advisor. Um, I've done loads of work in the field of human rights education, intercultural learning, youth participation personal organizational development. Um, I work for many different um, NGOs and institutions um, at the moment. That's had, that has led me not only to many countries around Europe, but also to Africa and the US. And next to training and uh, youth work, I'm also a psychosocial coach. So I also combine this with a coaching practice um, in Vienna, Austria, and a bit all over the place. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sabina. I'm going to run this podcast together with my colleague and friend, Katja Scherer. Hi, Katja. Hi, Daddy. Hello, everybody. Uh, today, we will be talking about quality and standards in, in youth work, which is probably a very yeah, wide topic uh, to discuss. There is a, a lot of talks about what is quality in youth work, what do we mean by quality uh, youth work. There is a lot of... Uh, Uh, documents actually you can read on on European level 
meaning, for example, a competence model for youth workers to work internationally from Salto. Uh, there is a lot of national frameworks or qu- quality frameworks developed in different different countries. There is also this uh, the part of the declaration from the uh, Second European Youth Work Convention that very much talks about quality of youth work practice, saying that However, whatever method youth work is using is that this the deliver, delivery of youth work has to be done in, in has to be of high quality simply. So let's start maybe with a very simple but maybe also at the same time very difficult question. What do we actually mean when we talk about this quality youth work? What it is what is it quality youth work? Jonas, if you can if you can say what, what you think about it. Uh, first of all, I must say that this term quality use work uh, I don't really like it I mean we could talk about the quality in use work or the varying quality in use work but quality use work as a term is quite strange since uh, I mean we don't talk about quality social work or quality schooling so I prefer talking about use work and then we could talk about what is quality in in, in use work uh, and to me uh, what we mean by quality in use work, if you ask me what I mean, I would say that the currently, quite recently published uh, European Charter on, on Local Use Work very well describes uh, what is quality in use work, since it also defines what we actually mean when we talk about use work. Uh, this Charter on Local Use Work starts with a nine core principles of use work, which I think is, to me, what constitutes use work. I mean, when we talk about democracy, we talk about the principles of democracy, what constitutes democracy. I mean, freedom of speech, one person, one vote, etc., etc. And to define uh, use work and what is quality in use work, we must talk about what are the principles that we must follow if we should call something use work. Uh, and yeah, and what are, what are these principles? What these principles are? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I will have to. Uh, I should open the the document on my computer because I no, just what you consider the most important principles. The most uh, important principles is that it's based on voluntary participation. It's based on non formal and informal learning. Uh, it's based on the principle that it's done i mean it's created it's uh, planned uh, carried out evaluated by young people uh, it's actively inclusive uh, i would say that these are the the real core things the learning perspective uh, the participatory approach uh, the fact that uh, it should be offered to all young people it's not a compensatory Activity, it's, uh, it should exist in its own right, so to speak, and it should definitely be voluntary. Okay, so it's very much uh, repeating the kind of unique uh, features or unique characteristics of youth work. This voluntary character, this non-formal and informal learning, this putting young people in the center of, of, of youth work uh, practice. Sabina, what is quality youth work or quality in youth work, as Jonas said, for you? Well, for me, I think one of the important things is that it's really based on the non-formal education principles of which you've already mentioned um, quite a few, um, Jonas, as well as yourself, um, that it aims at um, developing 
competences um, and that it's really a participatory process, so literally starting from a sort of needs assessment and then literally leading through an entire process. Um, and yeah, ideally it should be accessible to everybody and things like that would also be in there. And yeah, and it's based on individual and group learning as such. And it's usually a quite process orientated and holistic approach. And yeah, participatory was mentioned several times based on experience, actions, and definitely on the needs of participants and whatever they bring along. So that's what I would see as some of the basics of um, good youth work or quality in youth work. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Katya, you want to yes, continue? <laughs> yes, I just was uh, reflecting a bit because uh, quality and the principles of the youth work. And then my question that I have uh, to ask you is about the standards of the uh, quality standards of youth work. Are the quality standards different from the principles? And are there any quality standards that you know, for example, in some countries or in European level that are existing? So, and who are setting these standards? Jonas, for example, in Kex, I know that you have the quality system for the um, uh, use uh, that used by all the member organizations, no, and employers. Yeah. Can we call it as quality standards or? I, I wouldn't call that. I mean, quality standards is a bit of tricky. Word also, I would say that it, these are quality indicators. They they are things that we consider important. For example, we do follow up on on young people's participations, and then we have indicators saying, for example, that young people should be part of planning, young people should be part of evaluation, and so on. And these, I mean, quality in use work is indicated by a couple of different things that we've already been talking about, and. Mm -hmm then you could break this down into indicators. And the important thing is uh, when we talk about quality in youth work that we should have a sort of a developmental uh, approach to it. Uh, so I wouldn't say that we have quality standards because we have indicators and then we have aims. For example, we say in our organizations that we have an index on, on participation that we measure and do follow up on. Uh, but there are, of course, in, in different countries. I mean, Ireland, for example, has a, a set of quality standards, but mm -hmm. they, they are also about not only the outcomes of youth work, but because we're now we're talking about outcomes in terms of learning, in terms of participation and so on. Uh, but these quality standards are also related to preconditions for youth work, for example, what is needed in order to be able to run quality youth work what is needed in terms of, I mean, facilities, uh, in ter terms of work processes and so on. Uh, but I think the most important thing here is to talk about indicators related to outcomes. What do we want to happen? Well, we want people to learn, young people to learn. We want young people to participate, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's about precondition. It's about the process, how we organize this work. And it's also about outcomes, yes? Yeah, I mean, these are the three things that could have more or less quality the preconditions, the work process, and the outcomes. And, of course, in the, to the bitter end, the outcomes is the most important thing, of course, because that is what actually gives young people added value to their lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jonas. Sabrina, and from your experience? 
Well, I've uh, dealt a lot with quality standards for youth training and non-formal education training. And there have been a lot of developments on European level. So, for example, the Council of Europe Youth Department does have their quality standards for uh, non-formal education training, which is a list of 15 points, or Salto Youth Resource Centers, um, you know, they've brought out the European training strategy with competence models and the seven key competences, competence models for youth workers and trainers as such. And then, of course, others which go also into criteria and whatnot would be the Youth Pass, which is used as a recognition for Erasmus Plus funded youth projects, recognition and certification. Or from Council of Europe side, you'd also have the Youth Worker Portfolio, which again looks at the competence development for youth workers. So those are all um, support materials which are there on European level. In Austria as such, we also have uh, AufZAC, which is um, also about quality standards for youth workers and youth training. So those are just a whole lot of different frameworks that which could be interesting um, yeah, for somebody who's active in youth work or in youth work training to have a look at. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, when we come, uh, when we talk about the system standards, it's again, it's uh, more for trainers and for those who work with young people. Yes. Yeah? So this is uh, another side of this. Um, Jonas want to say, wants yeah, to say something. Jonas, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that what we're now discussing, I mean, there's a difference, as I think it's important to make clear, that quality standards is often about preconditions, about the work process, in what is needed in order to provide uh, good use work, whereas indicators and aims are sort, sort of on the other side of, of, of the process, trying to do follow-up and evaluate and assess and improve use work mm-hmm. based on how do, what what do we actually achieve through having these preconditions? Uh, so I think the, this difference uh, is quite important to make clear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have just a, a small one last question. And who's, who is setting these systems? From where this quality system, quality standard, how, however we call it, is coming out? I mean, there, there are a lot of different, uh, as, as uh, Sabina mentioned, I mean, the Council of Europe has quality mm-hmm. standards. Uh, the Irish government has set quality standards in Ireland uh, and so on. So, I mean, it's up to every organization to, of course, set their standards. If you look at the European Charter on Local Youth Work, you can look at uh, very many of these sections also as could be used as quality standards regarding work process, regarding competences of youth workers, and so on and so on. So, I mean, uh, there are different authorities and organizations setting quality standards, I would say. Yeah, thank you. Just, yeah, Sabrina? No, I would just say they come from practitioners in the field. Eh? So even though they might be the ones from the Council of Europe or Youth Salto, but after all, they were put together with practitioners in the field, with youth workers, with youth trainers and so on. So I always see it coming from the practitioners as such who agreed and developed those together. Mm-hmm. So it's Which were then published by certain institutions, but in the end it always comes from the field, it always comes from the practitioners and the experience we've made in youth work over the past 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, you name it. 
Okay, so this is important that it's not an institutions that set up from apps, but also that they are involved practitioners and the practice that are existing in the field. Uh, thank you very much. Derek. Are you also are you also saying that, for example, if I, if we have, for example, a small youth organization that is running uh, youth work for a small number of young people, because we are located in a, let's say, a small place. Can we also set our own quality standards? Yes, of, of course. course. Yeah, sure. I mean, and it's true that Sabina says, I mean, this is one of the strengths of youth work that also, I mean, look look, look at the this European Charter. I mean, it's been a huge process of developing it, which has reached over 70 organizations throughout Europe. I mean, NGOs, youth work departments, governments, So this process of, of both uh, creating indicators and setting standards is very, very often run in a sort of collaborative manner. And I mean, it's, I think it's good uh, if when you are, have this small organization that you take sort of stock of the things that has already been done in terms of European Charter, of course, of all the material from the Council of Europe, etc. Because there's a lot of support and knowledge in these documents that could be used by any kind of organization, I would say. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, it's, uh, it's when we talk about quality uh, and youth work or quality in youth work, like we talk about a lot of different processes, of course, and then we can also talk about quality in all those different processes because we're not only talking about the quality in youth work practice, we may also talk about quality in youth work training, as Sabina was saying, for example, right? Because this is also, I mean, this is also another aspect. I mean, we need uh, good youth workers to run, uh, uh, let's say, good youth work. And uh, But there is this always question about the purpose. Why do we need these things? Why do we need these standards? Or do we need them at all? I would say that we definitely need them uh, not to be used as uh, some kind of prescriptions in a, in a way, but I think uh, when taking part and reading and studying these different standards and also, I would say, indicators and aims for youth work and discuss it, discussing them among youth workers, this, this creates awareness of what works and what is good youth work and, and perhaps also what is not. So I think it's helpful to have all these material as a basis for discussions in any kind of organizations among youth workers and also actually together with the young people which whom we are doing youth work. So you're saying, for example, that if the, the exchange of practice or the, the, the exchange of, uh, let's say, the, the way we do youth work between different or among the, the, let's say, youth work community and even beyond, let's say, the national or going on international level, can very much support this kind of development of quality in youth work. Yeah, I'm saying that just discussing these uh, standards, just discussing what does this mean, why do we have them, will create a deeper understanding of, of what is good youth work and how it could support young people in their personal and social development. Okay. Thank you, Sab Thank you Jana. Sabina, uh, what, uh, do you think we need these standards? Uh, why do we need them? Well, I also think they're very useful guidelines. And as Jonas just mentioned, yeah, as a, as a basis or even as a source for uh, inspiration, I would say, or also constant progress. So basically to reflect what do we do, why, we do, why do we do 
it and how can we constantly improve our youth work? And there I find indeed that all those um, guidelines, instruments, quality criteria, indicator standards, you know, um, you name them, um, can be a very valid basis and indeed a basis for discussion and further improvement um, of, of youth work, of our practice. So that can be a very good basis for exchange of best practice, but also for questioning the process and also, you know, have a solid basis. So, so mm, it's sorry. just like when you have a, a any youth activity, you could say, oh, well, let's just do, you know, a few fun mm -hmm. activities. Let's do my favorite activities or what I feel or the team feels or, you know, the young people I work with feel today. But then, um, yeah, I also very often like to bring it back to the experiential learning cycle of COLP, where you really want to go through a concrete experience, reflect on it, conclude learning from it, and then again, apply it in practice. So basically, just be aware there is a whole lot of um, backup and theory and, um, yeah, solid educational approaches behind and to constantly reflect on those and apply them to practice, question them and develop anew and start anew with the people you work with. So what you, what you, are, what you are trying to say as well is that they can be quite useful in, in self-assessment, on assessing our, our practice. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, they can be super useful in self-assessment, of course, or also when we say, also as Jonas has mentioned before, we need it very much to evaluate or also when we try to justify what we do in youth work and in non-formal education. So self-reflection or self-assessment, self-recognition would be essential there. But then, of course, those things are also there for formal recognition, political recognition, social recognition. So to really show what we do and have a solid basis for it as well. Huh? But then, indeed, self-assessment is very important, especially when it comes to all those competence models, etc., where I can really see, okay, where do I stand as a youth worker? What are my qualities and strengths and how can I still further develop? Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Actually, I had a question, but it almost was answered already. It was about how we can, uh, youth workers can learn about the quality standards or how they can learn to do the quality uh, youth work. And then one of the answers that uh, you already gave, Sabina, was about uh, um, evaluating and self-assessing the activities that they run. Then there are some documents and official, um, like European charter that one mentions here. And uh, about this, our participants will also find more information in the module, <coughs> in the module three uh, that is uh, running now. So, any other tips uh, about where or how is the best way to learn the quality use work? Some other advices. So the words for the wise. Yes. <laughs> if there is any. I, I, I would say, as Sabine says, there's a lot of material. It could be used as some kind of a mirror, so to speak, for, for, for self-reflection, which is at the core of youth work, I would say, the need to reflect on what you're doing and why and so on, as Sabine says. And I mean, the Council of Europe is one big source. Uh, I would say Europe goes local and their homepage is a mm -hmm. big source. Uh, there will be an online toolkit for the Europe, Europe goes local that will be, I would hope, will be very helpful for, for youth workers to develop. Uh, 
so so there's a lot of material uh, google is fantastic to help you find it <laughs> thank you sabine something else to it um well we've already mentioned quite um yeah exactly a few of the institutions materials as uh, Jonas said there's a lot out there but i think th at the basis it still comes back to it's a learning by doing process huh, for every youth worker so you know um depending where you're at at the moment what the needs of the young people are 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 with whom you currently work with and then you constantly take it from there and then it's just an ongoing process of personal development and social development and and I think yeah it just comes down to learning by doing and let yourself inspire from good of practices from other organizations from uh, different uh, materials that are out there but then yeah it's always in, in the doing, in the end, that you learn the most. When you apply what you've learned, be it in a mock training course or with a good uh, training manual or with um, some quality criteria, in the end, it always comes down to the apply what you've learned in your youth work context. And the biggest development is always in the learning by doing, I'd say. Thank you. So it seems like non-stop process. <laughs> it's not that once you set the standards and you relax, but this is ongoing process that you should be, where you should all, always learn, reflect, assess, and uh, look for what suits the best for young people and uh, for their development. Yes, I think we are we are done for this uh, for the for this podcast, and uh, because the. We talk about quality and standards because sometimes they look like a, like a burden for, for, for youth workers and for, for the youth work practice, but they are not that scary. And we encourage you to, to look at some documents. You will find the links in our course to all the documents that were mentioned by Jonas and Sabina. Thank you, Jonas, and thank you, Sabina, for taking part. Thank you. In thank you. Our thank podcast. you. And uh, thank you, Katya. Thank and, you, Derek. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will meet again in another podcast. See you.